0: Master your money and worth with the expert advice of Dr. Kelly martin Do you want to learn how to master your money and worth like a pro? Then don't miss this exclusive interview with Dr. Kelly martin Discover the powerful techniques she uses to help female entrepreneurs align themselves with living a limitless life and uncover the four keys in your prosperity cycle that will transform your financial future. Tune in now and start feeling empowered with your finances today. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show. I'm so glad you could join us here today. Make sure you subscribe so you can tune in live and engage with our incredible guests. And you're about to go on a wellness driven ride.
1: the same after we learned our 21-year-old daughter, Kristen, was murdered by her ex-boyfriend. It's a parent's worst nightmare. How much did we really know about domestic violence back then? Clearly not enough. Now we know plenty. We know domestic violence, or DV, can happen to anyone. One in three women suffer physical violence at the hands of intimate partners during their lifetimes. One in three I'm Bill Mitchell, host of the When Dating Hurts podcast. And my interviews with DV counselors, law enforcement, and especially actual DV survivors give the pandemic of domestic violence the attention it deserves. The When Dating Hurts podcast, it's a series of lives being saved.
0: Welcome back and let me tell you a little bit about our incredible guest. Dr. Kelly Martin Shu, the Worth and Wealth Alchemist, is an Amazon best-selling author, international keynote speaker and Yahoo finance top biz coach in 2021. After scaling her business to multiple six figures and participating in high-level women-only masterminds, it broke her heart to see so many talented female entrepreneurs struggling to ask for the money they deserved to confidently close sales. As a human design for prosperity expert, she knew that the root cause of their suffering was a lack of feeling unique, worthy, and aligned with the energy of money and abundance. Her empathetic healing abilities are used to align her clients with their own worth and unique abilities. As CEO, Dr. Kelly Martinshu is igniting a women's worth worldwide movement committed to female entrepreneurs claiming their true worth and turning their gifts into gold. Please help me welcome the beautiful Dr. Kelly Shu.
2: Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Uh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for being here, or being a guest on the Wellness Driven Life Show. We're truly honored to have you here. Why don't we start with telling a little bit about yourself?
2: So I can tell you that this journey around worth uh, really started a very long time ago uh, when I first started my chiropractic practice. That would have been in 2004, my first official practice. And uh, I'll tell you some of the hardest parts of the practice. It wasn't delivering um, healing. It was more about the conversation around money, you know, and and at that Mm. point in time, I was doing everything. I was wearing all the hats and so that was my the the beginning journey around worth and wealth and and here we are uh decades later you know and all the healing that i've had to do to really claim my worth and my gifts and uh and really helping other women to do the same
0: so do female entrepreneurs struggle so much with money and their worth like can you tell us a little bit why why do they yeah i think that
2: it it stems from You know, I think it's even before we were born, when we look at women in general and our relationship to money, I think it's it's relatively a new thing. Like if you look at historically uh, as an American woman, it was only in the 70s that we had the ability to have our own checking accounts Mm -hmm. without having our uncle's or our father or our husband's um, signature to to really legitimize and, and to own our own money. So I think when we look at history as an American woman, it's still quite new. And so I think that women are discovering what is our relationship to, to, to money? How does it relate to our worth? Uh, especially strong independent women, as we step into and have stepped into um, the the role of uh, many as a CEO or even in in um, as an employee, it doesn't really matter where it comes from. I think that our relationship to money is quite quite new uh, mm. when we look at the history. Yeah,
0: I, that makes a lot of sense. You know, if we if we do look at that history and and see how far we've come it is newer. Sometimes it seems to shock me still that we're, you know, it feels like we should be so much further, but you're correct. It really hasn't been that long where we, we weren't the money keepers. We weren't in charge of, um, we, you know, I mean, we didn't really get, Super involved until the the industrial time, World War One and Two, when we started really working for pay or or for a bigger cause. So,
2: um,
0: yeah, having that kind of being more ingrained on even a biological level when you have generation after generation after generation of this is the norm, and now coming out of that. And how we're, we're really struggling a little bit with what that looks like. And so what's exciting though, is I think that so many, um, of women entrepreneurs or, or women in general, I shouldn't even just say entrepreneurs, but women are starting to find their ways and their worth.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we're trying to find, we are, we are trying to find our, our way, uh, and, what does success look like to us? Like, what do we really want? Because we've been indoctrinated in a relationship with money that's that's much more masculine, which is mm-hmm. hey, go out there, make it happen, work, 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 right? And that's often at the expense of our health, at the expense of our relationships, right? And so I think each individual woman needs to and gets to redefine what does success look like and uh, and get in alignment with that, uh, especially from the feminine place of receivership, which is more of a, mm. let's get clear of what I really, really want and the willingness to receive that and to feel worthy of that is
0: huge. So, so you have seen through, throughout your work and, and just really, Honing in on on investigating what it is and why women struggle with this, and and worth is really that key point. And so, can you tell me a couple of things that you notice where it really pinpointed that for you?
2: Yeah, I think my huge turnaround was actually not when I was practicing chiropractic, although I think that was the beginning of wow, I, I've got I've got to figure this out. Uh, my breakthrough and my what I call my great awakening came much later. And uh, my husband and I decided to start a family. So I was pregnant. And I had what I consider um, it was called hyperemesis is the diagnosis, but it was basically morning sickness on steroids. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a really challenging time for me. And I'll never forget this moment Literally of getting sick, probably for the 10th or 15th time that day, wondering how is this baby growing in me? And I was really scared. And I had to send all of my patients to a colleague of mine. And here I am looking down the toilet pole. And what do you know? There's it says church. And it's not my kind of church, but there you have it. There's church. And here's the great awakening. Is that I realized that uh no matter how many people I could get my hands on in my chiropractic business. I had this heart's desire to have more impact and Mm. I wanted to reach more people. And there was this thing called the internet. And, uh, (laughs) imagine that and this, this idea of that you could actually share your wisdom and your knowledge and your healing with the world. Mm. And so that was really a great awakening of this desire to have more reach. And so fast forward five years into it as a, as a coach, I was broke. It was about $130,000 in debt and had a mortgage to pay. At that point, I had a five-year-old, so I did have uh, have my baby, and um, and really wondering, okay, h- how do I do this? How do I survive? Because we couldn't keep um, up our lifestyle, having gone from a two-income family, you know, to a single income, and more money was going out than was coming in. So here I was at this pivotal point in my life, and ready to give up as a coach and. Uh, I was about three months into working with this coach. And at that time, I think I had like four coaches I'd invested in myself mm. in big time. And she said, Dr. Kelly, I really want you to consider doubling your rates. And my stomach dropped out and I got like, probably my, my mouth went dry and I'm thinking you are crazy. There's no way who's going to ever pay that. And so she said, well, what's the worst that can happen? And I said, I guess nobody signs up to work with mm. me as a coach. and and. Uh, And because I love a good challenge, she says, well, I challenge you. Give it 30 days. And so I did. And that commitment, first thing I did is I ran and told my husband, hey, I'm going to double my rates. And he reflected back to me my own fear of who's going to pay for it. And so that was the beginning of um, doubling my rates and tripling my business. And it was more about who I became as a CEO. And I had to create the woman that could acquire that level of wealth and felt worthy of it. And so that was the beginnings of what I now teach, like our worthiness triad. triad. Like who do you need to be as a woman to command the wealth, but also to command your worth and to really have a fantastic jo- time doing it, have joy in your life. So coming back to your wellness-driven driven show, it's the whole picture. Wealth is not just about the money, but that's a key piece for women in business is getting that right, getting in divine right alignment with your worth.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I heard heard so many key things that I think that many, many people struggle with, especially going into the entrepreneurial world. I mean, we're no longer working for somebody that sets everything up for us. You know, we have a set pay, you know, or, you know, we have to you know, if you're trying to meet quotas, then you get paid according to that. But still, it's something that's been set for you. And when you go out on your own and you venture out into this big, wide, whatever, and you, you know, you want to make a bigger impact. That's why most entrepreneurs go out there. Yeah. Because they, they want to be more impactful with a broader reach. And so, and, and how do you do that? Right. And when you come to the point where, you know, somebody says your prices need to be higher (laughs) and yeah, I could feel that when you felt it in your, it's like, it hits you in your gut. You're like, I don't know. That's scary. I'm not sure if that's what's going to work or if that's the answer. And so the fact that, you know your coach said what's the worst that's going to happen that's pretty empowering because it was, it's right you know if you're already like not making anything not making happen can you survive another month to give it a go to
1: exactly. give it a try
0: and exactly. to, to step out with that leap of faith and then what i also heard was you had to become the woman that was worth earning that wow. amount yeah and wow what a profound statement that that is
2: yeah, it, it really. Uh, I'll never forget listening to a leader in the industry say, "The man you see on stage, I created him," and it was a profound moment. It was Tony Robbins, actually, and I went, "Wow!" So, so talk about creating that which you desire to be. It's it's like being an artist and you have a blank slate, mm-hmm. and you get cr- to, you get to create that and then live into that and get in energetic alignment with that. And so, yeah, we do get to create our lives and co-create our lives and decide in advance because the woman I was being at that point, really good at giving. In fact, those are the type of women I tend to attract in my field. We're so good at giving, but guess where we're weakened? Receiving. Yeah. Just the opposite. Like it, it can feel uncomfortable. Yes, and So yeah. Yeah. I am to other women now, the woman that I was back then. So scared. Mm. And, um, Yeah. I say broke, but not broken.
0: Yes. And, and I want to go back to what you said that Tony Robbins said, you know, I created this man and it makes me think of so many things, you know, when we walk into what we want to become and you take every step forward, you know, figuratively and not, you know, of the person that you want to be and become, what does that look like? I think that's a lot of why they say, you know, you surround yourself with the five people that you want to be like, you know, but that can also be in books. So let's just say Tony Robbins, right? If I want to be more of that and, and get that into that energy zone, then I'm going to, you know, surround myself with what he has to say and his thought process and read the books. And that was really a profound thing when I, when somebody told me that is, you know, if you don't have five people that you, you know, physically can surround yourself with, then turn to books. Well, who are the authors that inspire Absolutely. you?
2: Absolutely. I love autobiographies and and looking for those role models. And and I'm glad we're actually taking a moment here talking about, you know, one of my role models was for many years, Tony Robbins, and what I learned from him was was amazing. And at the same time uh, there was a time period where i was trying to do it more the tony robbins style and i was exhausted and and i got myself into a position where my health became de- be- began to decline and mm. i wasn't designed to do it his way and so i had to create my own way right which is much more feminine which requires mm. a lot of stillness and meditation and invoking the divine feminine and so again that creation uh, it's also why I really took to human design is because with human design, just like everyone has their own fingerprint, is we all have a unique uh, way that we can be successful. And so for me, looking at a human design chart and looking at that fingerprint, we get to actually embody and, and create from that standpoint of, of your gifts, right? Your, your, mm. your gifts are, it's all right there. And it's such, uh, it's such a profound part of my practice to be able to look at a woman and and at her human design chart and go, no wonder you're struggling. You're trying to do it their way. Let's have you do it your way. And then from that place, there's so much more grace and ease and confirmation of the gifts. Mm,
0: I love that. And you're right, how you described, well, you know, I can't be exactly Tony Robbins because, you know, I have to show up in my own way. Yeah just slower and more feminine, and it has this different sort of grace to it, and that's so beautiful. We're going to go into our first commercial, and when we come back, I really want to learn more about human design. I think that there's a lot of people that don't have the awareness of, and let's share more about it when we come back.
3: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Candy Apple Advocacy, the podcast for parents who want to advocate for their children's education. I'm Jim Mallard, and I'm here with my wife, Tabby.
0: We've been through the trenches of raising kids in the school system and know how tough it can be, but we also know how essential it is to advocate for your child and their
3: education. That's why we started this podcast, to share our experiences and insights with other parents to help them become more effective advocates for their children. On
0: this podcast, we'll talk about everything from general education, general school advice, the school choices you have available to you, different education styles, individualized education plans, 504s, and all those key terms that you've heard but don't know what they are. We'll talk to experts. We'll also talk to parents and hear their stories. We'll share our stories with you and give you tools you need to be a strong advocate for your child and yourself.
3: Whether you're a new parent or have been in the game for a while, we invite you to join our community. Let's advocate together.
0: Hi, I'm April Hove, the Managing Director of the Fort Worth, Texas Chapter of eWomen Network. I'm so excited that you stopped to watch this video. I've got good news for you. You have just discovered an international network of women entrepreneurs who are committed to helping you achieve, succeed, and prosper. We are on a mission to help 1 million women entrepreneurs each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. Here at eWomen Network, we have a complete success system that supports you every step of the way in building and growing your business. You being here right now is no accident. We're supposed to know about you. We want to meet you to find out how we can help you as well as learn about what you have to offer. With over 500,000 women connecting through 118 chapters across the US, Canada, Australia, and the UK, you are never alone. If this is resonating with you, please go to ewomennetwork.com slash Fort Worth. Notice too, my contact information. I invite you to reach out to me and check out our upcoming in-person and online events. I am really looking forward to introducing you to our community. So when we start talking about, we're all so individual, we're all so unique, and we have a special, unique light to bring and shine into the world. So you came into this concept of what they call human design, Mm -hmm. and I would love for you to share a little bit about how you came into it and what is it? yeah so i'll start with
2: the what is it first and then i'll tell you how i came into it okay (laughs) what it is is uh it's a blueprint it really is a blueprint that you came in with and it's based on four ancient traditions it's based on the i ching the kabbalah the uh chakra system and Mm. uh the um the what am i trying to say astrology right so those four ancient systems all combined together And so Um, when, you know, when you get a reading, it's based on your date of birth, your time of birth and place of birth. And then from there, you, it spits out this amazing blueprint of how you're wired. And so, um, it first came to me when I was, uh, I just completed chiropractic school and I'd worked with a mentor for uh, my last year there and so during that time i really got to know his patients and so when i graduated one of the patients gifted me with two different things she gifted me with a dan millman life purpose um uh what am i trying to say reading and then also a human design reading Mm -hmm. and at that time it was all printed out and each little each book probably had 15 or 20 pages about me all about me i'm thinking oh this is really cool so I looked through the human design chart and it didn't resonate with me. In fact, I was thinking, wow, is this accurate? I don't know. Oh, and wow. I, I know. And then I looked at the life purpose one. I was resonating with that. So at that point in my life, I wasn't ready. I wasn't mm. ready. And I don't know why, but I wasn't ready. And then fast forward, once again, I'm sitting in one of my uh, colleagues' chiropractic offices as a patient, and right next to me is one of their patients, and uh, we get in this conversation. And she said, yeah, they they were talking about human design. I said, oh, I had a reading years ago. And the woman said, well, did someone actually give the reading, or did they just give you a handout? And I said, they just gave me a handout. And she said, well, well, that's why. You actually need somebody to interpret the data. Mm. Kind of like I could go and get my blood drawn and uh, I could see, oh, wow, I'm low in calcium and low in potassium and I could get the handout, right? But if I don't have a medical training, I have no idea what that means. So I think that that was uh, the beginning of, wow, because when she did my reading and actually spent time with me and interpreted it it was a game changer. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this thing is so accurate. I'm blown away. So that really was the beginning. And then it had to come back actually a third time for me to actually go, okay, I need to learn how to actually do this for others. So that's a little bit of my story. And, and uh, I'll tell you, it's,
0: it's been profound for me and for those I serve. Well, and it's very inspirational if, you know, you have thought that it was such a huge, you know, truth for you that you were like, I want to learn how to do this. I want to present this with the world. Uh, And that's really cool. I love that it brings in so many different factors you know it's not just astrology it's not just this tradition it is many and and ones that are ancient you know yeah. so that's a little more reassuring they're finding more and more even with science you know now we can measure the the chakras which is know, isn't it pretty so amazing they have their own individual brains and we can measure that with science and so there's something that's reassuring when we have these ancient traditions and philosophies and when we get to see that yes this is actual factual you know
2: it's actual factual there's science behind it it's like i i tell people tww and you know what tww stands for um, the, woo the, the woo works the woo works and so so there, there was a, a time in my life where I would have been uh, very reticent to share kind of my gifts around energy and seeing energy and healing and all of that. And and now I, I know that there's research substantiating a lot of the gifts that I've been giving and that others have. Uh, I just recently heard a woman sharing that they've done research even around uh, shamanic journeying, which is something I do and do for my mm-hmm. clients and they can see the brain changes. So whether we're talking about meditation or yeah. yoga or cacao ceremonies, I mean, there there really is our ancient wisdom, we're actually starting to have research that backs the the TWW,
0: the, the woo works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And right, <laughs> so you yourself have been on kind of, I mean, would you call it a, a shamanic journey when you went to, was it Tibet? I went to Nepal. I went oh, to Nepal I'm when sorry. I was
2: 23 years old, and I, I guess I, I would say spirit guided me. And and I look back and going, oh my gosh, I did that at 23, and uh, was this adventure spirit. And yeah, I would say now you might say it was kind of like a shaman's journey of following your intuition and the guides yeah. show up. And it was that journey was it had the highest of highs and some of the lowest of lows. It was it mm. was a, an intense. Those are the time. best. <laughs> I know, I
0: know. Most memorable for sure, absolutely, absolutely. Ah, uh, well. So let's talk a little bit. I could go a lot of different directions, but what to you does it mean to be wealthy?
2: Mmm, so juicy. What it means to be wealthy for me, I really, bro- I've, I've broken it down to five main areas, and I call them the five pillars to build your house of abundance. And so if you want to build your house of abundance, I believe that it starts with your connection to God or to spirit or to nature, whatever you want to call it. But it's the O of worth with a five pillar spell W-O-R-T-H. And as we look at our house of abundance, the top of the roof is the oneness piece. So it starts with a deep connection to something bigger than you. OK, mm. and then the other pillars, which really if, if you look at a house and by the way, I was never an artist artist as far as drawing. And so my drawings are quite rudimentary. So I know that if I draw a square and then a triangle on top of a square, it looks like a house. So the four pillars, the square is made up of W for for your relationship with wealth, meaning like money, your money stuff. Mm. And the O, as I said, is oneness. R is about your relationships, and that's your relationships with your intimate partner, with your friends, with your family. It's all about relationships. T is for time management, and H is all about your health. So I have found that when you've got all of those five areas firing and all cylinders, Ooh. and then you're in your alignment with what you really value in life, that is what true wealth is about.
0: Oh, wow. And very powerful. I mean, that's a, a lot of how I stem with the Wellness Driven Life Show. Wellness is this massive umbrella, right? It and is. You have to have all of these different buckets filled in yeah. order to have that balance and obtain really a sense of wholeness. And yeah. our finances are a part of that. I mean, it's one of the biggest areas. It's one of the biggest causes of divorce, you know? So you're right. Like if you don't have the wealth and the relationships factor, you know, you, you don't have any sort of abundance going on. Right. So, and, and speaking of, I would love to bring into the screen, um, some of your relationships.
2: Yeah is my family <laughs> yep so that's my husband Richard and my daughter Maddie although she has grown up since this past this picture mm. they grew up so fast she's 12 now so we're in that tween stage and yeah, yeah I mean my why is right there Yeah, right there.
0: beautiful and family
2: thank you thank you so much yep and there there we are having having fun uh, our essence, the essence of our relationship is very playful and fun. And she is a wise, wise soul, I'll tell you. I probably <laughs> learn as much from her as she learns from me.
0: Mm. Oh, that is so true of our children.
2: Yeah. And there's there's a skein, one of our favorite things to do. And... Uh, for me, playfulness is, is such a, a, a big component. And so there are a lot of women that are successful. And so maybe they, the success for them has been their bank accounts are quite wealthy, but their, um, their relationships have suffered, right? Then I go, yeah. you know what, that's not really wealth to me. right? So so spending the time, uh, I'm an outdoors kind of gal and, and skiing and camping and uh, just spell it, spending quality time is really important for me. So yeah, that's that's me and my joy on the mountains with my family.
0: I love that you said fun because, you know, if we're not having fun with within our relationships, I mean, they're not very fun. <laughs> you know, I, it is such a, a strong component. I agree.
2: Yep. And so here's my extended family, extended meaning my, my, uh, my nuclear family. So uh, that's my mom, my dad and my sister. So, uh, and then as as you can see, my husband and my daughter, Maddie, and this is Christmas this past year. And it was really quite a special Christmas. Uh, we talk about those five pillars. And in 2021, uh, both my mom and my dad were diagnosed within a month of one another of cancer. And it was a huge, another wake-up call for me. Mm-hmm. And at that same time, I broke my ankle. You talk about going from the masculine to the feminine. Like I, with my family in crisis, I wanted to be the one, right? The doctor, like the person that can make it all better. And uh, and Spirit had another idea for me. And while I was part of that journey to support them, I couldn't do it in the way that I thought that I was going to be able to, because I broke my ankle, so it was fascinating. Mm-hmm. So anyway, my my joy in sharing this picture is, mom and dad are cancer free now, and they had such a oh, journey, and I learned wow. so much for them, and uh, they really did teach me next level of what wealth is, which is about those relationships, which is about that health, and making it such a cornerstone of
0: my life. That is really impressive. And congratulations. I'm so pleased to hear that they are cancer free because are. that, you know, that's some, that's a feat in and of itself. So wonderful. Um, and yeah, I hear so many good things about the families and the relationships. I love that you go down that route. Um, I want to talk a little bit about what, what techniques do you use to align women with living a limitless life?
2: Oh, I love this conversation. So, I mean, I use all the tools in my toolbox, right? From from many years of studying both personal growth and spirituality, and healing and energy work, and and all of that. So, uh, I'll tell you one of one of the, the the things that I do now that's newer and it's so exciting, and that is cacao ceremonies. So, I'm now leading with my high end, like my inner circle women. Uh, Using cacao, and I've personally used it for years, to be able to step into an alternative realm. And when I say cacao, some people don't know. Yes, it is nice hot chocolate, as my my daughter would tell me. Um, Yeah, I know. And it has a lot of medicinal properties, and it allows us to really uh, get out of our mind in a good way, and access the creativity and the stillness. And it's amazing the insight the women can receive going through a more ancient type of tradition, like, like cacao ceremonies, So that's a way that we get them out of uh, the day-to-day thought patterns and get in a really chilled, relaxed state. And what I love about cacao is it opens the heart. It's a very feminine uh, heart opening medicinal. So that's one of the ways that, that we allow them to receive their guidance, And uh, in a more non-traditional way. So that's one of that's the one of the newer offerings that I have for my inner circle. And then also uh, really getting them, I bring them through and actually I talk about this a lot. There is a prosperity cycle that I talk about and it has four main steps. And I would say of all the steps, I'll tell you what they are. It's, um, it is the ability to release your past. So some things associated with, we do forgiveness exercises, for example, and rewiring the brain potentially if there's been trauma in the past, uh, really letting those old stories go, right, so that we can take that next level. So release is the first step. We bring them to reclaim. This is where we really get them into their power center, the third chakra. Hmm. Uh, And the other thing to notice is when I work with women, they they need to feel safe. So really creating that safe sisterhood is really part of the journey. Um, The third thing we do is we teach them how to rewrite the story. So if the old narrative was a narrative where you were in scarcity and you were struggling with one of those five pillars, Uh, we actually rewrite a new story and create a new character, kind of like we we talked about with with human design. Like you get to create this woman uh, or man. And then the first step, fourth step, and for many is the hardest, is receiving. So once you set that intention, Mm -hmm. what it is you're wanting to create, are you willing to lean back and receive it? And for many women, that's the toughest part is -hmm. receiving. And it seems so contra-indicate, like not contra. It seems so like a paradox, right? Like that the hardest step is the receiving step. So we start with simple things like practice receiving compliments instead of receiving a compliment. Like, oh, April, and I and I said this today. I was like, oh my gosh, you are looking gorgeous. I mean, your hair. And then you <laughs> later shared, like, oh yeah, I I just got my hair done today. And what was beautiful is you actually received the compliment, whereas some women would immediately reflect it.
0: Uh, of like, Oh, you look amazing too. It right? does take work. I it mean, I that. certainly cannot say that, you know, we, we definitely get into, you know, where we respond immediately. Like, Oh, it's, it's nothing. And and I've done it in front of you before, but yeah, it does take work. It takes training. It takes practice to be able to receive.
2: It is. And so that's a big component of teaching women with very simple practices. And it starts with learn how to receive a compliment. Yeah. And, and allow someone to compliment you and don't say anything back receive it and that yeah. is so hard for so many women so yeah we start with the simple things and then we 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 get deeper and deeper and deeper uh so yeah those are some of the things and some of the ways uh we do we also do money money dates and I teach women how to fall in love with money like like a lover
0: that's mm. nice. oh <laughs> that is super intrigued <laughs> yeah, exactly. I envision, I envision laying on the, the bed Yes, money, but I think exactly. <laughs> I like it's a little right? different maybe, but you sound like you bring in so much a sense of community oh, with too. the people that you help and and really being able to fall into a community mindset where they don't feel alone and you have them feel that safety and security and, you know, relation with others, which is so important. And knowing that it's not just them, this is a normal thing that we're all working on, and that we have to continue to work on. And I also really liked where you talked about going into and working on that third chakra. Well, first off, when you build the security, you're working on the first two. And then the third one, that's where, you know, our sense of, you know, empowerment really lies. And once we start, working on that and we start building it up then we can push out that energy into good things and then you can start receiving so Absolutely. it sounds like you're doing some really fun stuff thank
2: you yeah i love to play with the energy of abundance and and with women and and yeah it's the spiral right mm-hmm. like for many women they feel like they're like the record and they're just going round and around and nothing's changing and they're stuck right because it's the same stories and what we want to do is we want to shatter the record Right. And create new stories and spiral up. And so that's energetically what we do. And you just tuned into, yeah, first chakra safety, third chakra, your power, fourth chakra, your heart. Can you create a Mm -hmm. new story from a heart space, Yeah, you know, and rise on up. So that's what we're here about getting women to rise up in their worth and their wealth
0: yeah so this might be a really strange question and I don't even know why I'm saying it while we're going live, but I'm curious when we start talking about women um, having a difficult time knowing how to receive, well when you think about an intimate relationship, we do receive
2: we do you know
0: from from our partners. and so do you ever relate that with your teachings?
2: Uh, it's funny that you're asking it. So I think that uh, energetically as women, we are wired to receive, like our very anatomy is wired to receive. And so, Mm -hmm. but in order for us to really receive is, is we need to feel safe. So for example, if we're talking about sex and intimacy, right? Like a woman might be able to receive, but is she fully surrendered to really trust her partner? And that requires the safety. Mm -hmm. So I think that what what you're asking really is like, how do you bring in the divine feminine, which is receiving with the divine masculine, which is more giving and doing. And mm. uh, we really need to marry both. And, yeah. and most women are deficient in that feeling like, okay, I can receive, I don't have to work so hard. Cause we live in a culture, which is work harder, 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 harder. And, and it's not about like, wow, you know, what if I use, some manifestation principles. What if I got really clear with what I want and yeah. sat with it daily and pictured that? So I, I tell women, uh, it's not about just sitting on the cushion and it's not just about going out there and making it happen. It's the divine union of the divine masculine and divine feminine. So I absolutely talk about those energies. And they're just energies, but we we define them as masculine and and feminine and and how can we come together? And uh yeah, most women they get to practice receiving more.
0: Yeah. And I think that, yes, we do define it as the, the masculine and the feminine energies. But I think that when we start describing, you know, what it is exactly that's happening on, you know, both historically, biological, you know, yeah. all of that, then it we come to a greater understanding of, oh, this is happening. And, you it's natural like it's natural natural. for us to receive and then this aspect and area of us is natural to be giving you know so very powerful we'll move into our next commercial and then when we come back we'll talk a little bit more when we come back
4: hello everyone i am kim jacobs the host of the kim jacobs show and you all know who's right here with me dr les brown how are you
3: dr brown I'm blessed and highly favored. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the time you want to give yourself a competitive edge. If you got a message, you have some knowledge or experience, a story, or if you want to do something adventurous and exciting with your life that can increase your credibility, expose you to millions of people, I'm encouraging you to have your own talk show. I used to have a talk show. That one talk show catapulted me to another level. Now there are more people watching the internet, as you are aware, than television. Come on, somebody. That's right. Dr. Kim Jacobs, she trained people on how to have their own talk show. She will train you how to do that. And now with me working, partnering with her, now you have the combination of an audience, expansive audience. We have over 4 million people in all of our platforms and the coaching you need to grow your business, to grow your multi-level marketing organization, to draw more attention to yourself in this noisy economy. Go ahead, Kim.
4: So in the training that I do, Les, I actually do a six week training. It's one hour per week. And each week I meet with the individuals one-on-one, We go through and we talk about all of the things that's necessary for a show to become a reality. We go from how to actually identify your focus area, what's going to be your ideal customer that's going to be tuning in. We'll talk about how to get guests, how to get sponsorship, how to go about getting your lighting, your branding, and your banners, and everything that you need to know. And guess what, Les? They right. own their own content at the end of the day, and
3: that's exciting. Now, if you're ready to, to to create a shift in your business and in your life and increase your cash flow, I want you to go to KimJacobsConsulting.com. It's right there on the screen, KimJacobsConsulting.com. You know, people say opportunity knocks on every door. Right. No, opportunity stands by silently, waiting for you to recognize it. So I want you to recognize that this is a time for you. This is an incredible time to have your own talk show. It establishes a level of credibility. Yes. And by being exposed to people on a regular basis, it allows you to strategically begin to impact and attract your audience. She can take you in a place in yourself that you can't go by yourself. So go to Kim Jacobs. Consulting.com. That's Kim Jacobs Consulting.com. Did I say Kim Jacobs Consulting.com? Yes, you did. Very good. Make sure you go there and sign up for the coaching, and we're looking forward to working with you. You have something special. You have greatness within you. That's my story, and that's Kim's story, and we're sticking to it. Bye for now. Bye bye.
0: And speaking of incredible coaches, uh, let's, let's add this to the stream where this is your first book that you brought out into the world. Is that correct? you want to talk a little about it?
2: Absolutely. You know, uh, so live, love and thrive with herpes was, remember I said, I knew I wouldn't have more impact and, uh, So I decided that this was a segment of the population that was not being served Mm -hmm. and that was women with herpes and 80% of the people on the planet carry a form of the virus and yet Mm -hmm. no one's talking about it. And there's so much stigma and there's so much shame. And so it it was one of those things where literally it was, it was a, a God kind of thing in the sense that like, Who really wants to write a book about herpes and be their herpes doctor? Not many people. And so um, it really came from a place of wanting to serve and serve humanity and uh, women. I've helped women over the years. I've built a community. This was an Amazon bestseller before people were writing Amazon bestsellers. And we really created a a community that um, is learning how to live, love and thrive. And so talk about that. That was the beginnings of some of my teachings around worthiness because these women didn't feel worthy of love and Mm -hmm. And some of them were even suicidal. And and uh it's just I'm you know, I'm not okay with that. And so, especially for how common it is and how many myths there are myths there are out there. So, yeah, so that was my first community is really supporting these women so that they could have the life that they'd always dreamed of. Even though they felt like they were screaming in silence, I gave them a voice again.
0: Mm. Oh my gosh, that's super powerful. I love that you did that. And it no kidding, right? It's like why aren't we talking about the things that it needs to be spoken and exactly. and people aren't, um, you know, and anything that has to do with sex and, and intimacy and, you know, the the issues, good or bad, that come with that aren't talked about enough. So that's really incredible. And now we move into, I'll bring your banner down just so we can see it a little bit easier, but here is something else that you did, a collaborative movement.
2: Absolutely. So peak performance, uh, mindset tools for leaders. I wrote a chapter in this uh, from scare city to prosperity. And uh, love the wording. Thank you. Here's my stand is that scarcity, scare city, it's 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 an illusion that like scarcity doesn't exist. And I can prove it to you. Right and and I know that sounds crazy, but this is the world that I live in. So when people come from that place of I'm not enoughness or I don't have enough, um, there's always a way. And abundance is always around us. It's our willingness again to receive and to to um, to see the opportunities. I was just listening to your your commercial with Les Brown. He talks about the opportunities are always there, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this is this is really uh, a piece on how do you uh, how do you move out of the city called scare city mm. and move into a whole new city and that city's name is prosper city mm. so it's what I love to do with women
0: that's so cool I, I really do love the the wordings and you do. I want to make sure that I have um, this up on the screen, and I also wanted to bring in one of our comments, and maybe you could answer this. Hillary Delarosa says, "Do you have an estimate of what female entrepreneurship looks like in the next five to ten years?" Oh my gosh, that's a fantastic question. Uh, what does it look like? It
2: looks like uh, two things, and it's actually I wouldn't even say it's a, a female thing as it, as much as as a human thing. And that is, we are seeing our structures crumble, right? Whether ta- we're not, whether or not we're talking about traditional banking, or we're talking about politics, or we're talking about school systems, like everything is changing. It's changing so rapidly. Uh, is that what we thought was never going to change is changing. And so I think that female entrepreneurship is no different. And the way you're going to stand out in the marketplace is to individuate. And what 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 I mean by that is that we first saw, saw it with uh, social media, which looks like it's all about me. It's all about me, like the individual, right? Of And we want to learn how to express the individual. And here's the trick as a female entrepreneur is can you – Without a doubt, know your gifts and and be able to share them to a marketplace that's really scared because things are changing so fast. And it's the women that know their purpose on the planet, know their gifts, and then are able to share their gifts with the world. Those are the women that are going to be wealthy because we can't do it the way that it's been. And almost as soon as someone teaches a new strategy, if you've noticed, I think someone was me, telling me recently there was a LinkedIn strategy and I actually knew this woman and the strategy worked really well. And then I talked to her about two months later and she goes, Oh my gosh, the strategy isn't working anymore. The algorithms have changed. So if you're trying to keep up with the latest, greatest things and mm. follow the pack, you're not going to be wealthy. But if instead you turn inward and you, you learn what your gifts are and you know your purpose on the planet, you will succeed regardless and get, get, get a reading, get a human design reading for someone that really knows what they're looking at so that you can have the blueprint, um, to succeed.
0: Oh, that is a really great response. I, I loved it. You know, really knowing what it is you want. And it's going back to, you've mentioned a few times, um, having a clear idea of, of that vision. Yep having a clear idea of the
2: vision. And the other thing that I didn't mention, but is also very important for female entrepreneurs, you've got to find your tribe. Ah. We are not meant to do this alone. Find your tribe. So for, for us, I've got a tribe called the Queen of Worth tribe on Facebook, and this is where we gather and support one another. But whatever your tribe is, like you've got to find it so that you can enjoy the journey. Um, do not take this journey alone.
0: Uh, that's so, so key. Absolutely. Um, we don't go into business alone. We do it together. And I think that once people figure that out, it's so much easier, you know, yeah. Finding your tribe, finding the ones that are really lifting you as you climb. And, you know, we say that with any women network and I love, I've been involved with some of your, your meetings that you do your zooms and it's so cool. It's so much fun. I really love how you interact with people and you really, You know shine light to each individual on the call and make them feel heard and seen and loved and so it's very very fun i always try to to catch it when i can so um i think you have one coming up this week am i
2: tomorrow so first word yeah for my calendar (laughs) tuesdays of the month we gather in sisterhood and we talk about what what does it mean to be wealthy, and uh, and what's missing, and where are the roadblocks, and and the other thing that you bring to the table here is how can we do it in sisterhood, where we don't have to. No longer is there one leader at the top of the mountain. That's the that's the old mm. way that there's only room for one person at the top, and they have to have all the light on them. The way I like to facilitate is to realize that that there are each individual brings the light to the group, and so uh, it is a combination of me leading, but also really working with the energy of the gifts that are in the room. And so this is what we do every Tuesday, first and third Tuesdays at four o'clock mountain time. And it's such a joy. And so for tomorrow, we're going to be talking about the, um, how to bring animal medicine and animal totems into your life, into your business to, to, to prosper, which is a very non-traditional conversation. I can't wait to have it.
0: Yeah. You really do bring so much non-traditional to, you know, the cow, if I said that right. Yeah. The the cow. the animals and how and those energies and i think that's really what i appreciate about you is yeah you could say that it's woo woo um but that's a choice right it's everybody's choice to experience what they want to experience and my experience with you so far has been really great because sure there's some things that i don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole right and at the same time i'm open to exploring new possibilities and what things look like and i've always found that the groups that you have put together, the energy is really great. So I had another question come in. Um, Hillary again asked, do you suggest any tools for creating a vision for your business? Great question. Ooh, that is a great question. So for me
2: personally, um, the vision comes from the stillness, being really still. Oh. Um, but not everyone is wired that way. Uh, And I learned this from human design. And so um, for some people, it's about more of like what I would say like a walking meditation. Nature, I'll tell you, nature is a great place to refuel, to refuel. Mm. And so for me personally, like if I could sit out in nature, that's the gift and and to be really still. Uh, And other people are meant to be more in movement, but I really would spend some time in nature Um, spend some time journaling. And the question is, what do I really want? What do I really, really, really want? And write that out in the journal and then allow the answer to come. And it might Mm. not come in journaling. Like some people, I I do like to journal and I'll just write whatever comes out. And sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, she wrote that. That's some good stuff. And there are other times (laughs) where nothing's really flowing and I might get my answer by uh, a friend that reaches out. And and I, mm-hmm. I hear exactly that which I was needing to hear. So I wouldn't say that it's one practice, but I will say nature is one of the best places to open you up to the abundance that's here for you now and to help you to create that vision.
0: Mm, really, really good, uh, thing to do nature. You don't always get that recommendation and that's a very powerful one. I agree. And writing too, but, and I was going to jump into, uh, talking about, you know, what do you, what are your thoughts on? And I think you mentioned it a little bit. It's like, you might get the answer from a friend that mentions something, but yeah, the outside sources where it feels like the universe is kind of helping guide you along. It is, it
2: is so it's funny so in um in human design there are four main types of people on the planet and one of them is called a projector and the projector is designed to actually wait for an invitation and when a person Mm. finds out their projector many of them like for the first time in their life it's like oh my gosh like i've been hustling I'm hustling too much, like trying to make things happen. And they're actually uh, meant to receive like a formal invitation. And so I use this as an example is that many of you, if if, are are waiting and waiting and trying to force things, and sometimes it's it's just a matter of like, the answers are already there. The opportunities are already there. Are you open to receive them? Are you listening? Because they're there and they're there in great abundance. And if you're not seeing them, wait, don't jump into something prematurely just because it's the latest, greatest new idea, um, be willing and open. And so I love that.
0: I love that you bring that up, you know, because I am very, very new with this concept of human design. And I know you shared a little bit with me about it and it just brought this whole new perspective, like just as your example, where, People aren't supposed to push and and shove and try to find the answer, you know, and but but the reality is the nature is to actually be patient and wait and wait for that invitation. I mean, it's kind of mind blowing, you know, when you think of things that way and it's like, oh, okay. well, I don't have to struggle (laughs) and fight my way to anything and just chill out because it's more in my nature to do so. Absolutely, absolutely.
2: Yeah. In fact, there's only um, most of us are designed to just kind of like see what's showing up in the field. What what are things that we can respond to? And uh, there's only one type of person. I said there are four main ones, and they're they're called the um, they're the manifestors, and they are more wired to initiate, like to go out mm-hmm. and initiate something and then see how how it's happening. But they only make up, they make up less than 10% of the population. And yet we're, we're indoctrinated into a society as if we're all manifestors, as if we're all wired to initiate, initiate, initiate. And so if you're one of those one in 10, that's correct for you. But if you're the nine out of 10, which is the rest of us, um, it's a different strategy.
0: And it's wow. a lot of deconditioning of how we've been uh, taught to yeah. be successful. Absolutely. The deconditioning. I think that that's pretty much in your title (laughs) is to help people decondition because like you said, you know, when we go back from the very beginning of the conversation, women aren't, you know, we have been conditioned to not receive and to not really have the money mindset, you know, where we weren't used to, you know, working with the money and it was more, it was the man's you know, the men's job and, and to take care of the family and to go out and work. So it's a totally different thing to learn, reteach and, and keep that, you know, deep within and, and learn new things. So I also want to ask you a little bit about, so is the, when we talk about and now all of a sudden I, and I forgot what it was, the human design. Do you incorporate a chart for everybody that you work with? Is that something that is with everything that you do?
2: Yeah, I, I have found it to be so profound that everyone, everyone that I work with, uh, needs to, we need to look at the human design chart. It doesn't mean that I do a full reading for everyone, Uh, All my high-end clients I do, but yeah, every single person. And here's the deal. Just like, remember how I said when I was first introduced, someone gifted me with like a 20-page booklet about my human design. And uh, so you can readily find human design charts online. They're free. Like, you don't Mm -hmm. have to pay for the chart. What you pay for is the interpretation of that chart. But it's a great place to start to, to, to get just start reading, right? I mean, it's, it's a great place to start. And so the reason I do that is because it saves time, energy, and resources. And I'm so committed for women getting the results that I can deliver with them. And without a chart, we're kind of going about it blindly.
0: Right. It helps you guide. It, it helps you me have, guide. You know how to guide them in the right direction if you have exactly. an idea of. So incredible. Um, I want to share what it is on the screen that we have, the www.queenofworth.com slash wealth quiz, forward slash wealth quiz. Now tell us a little bit about what this wealth quiz is and what it does for someone.
2: Yeah. So it only takes about two minutes to go through the quiz. And what it does is it helps you to evaluate where are you right now? Because Mm -hmm. if we metaphorically, if we are uh, mountain climbers and we're at the base of a mountain and we want to go to the peak, well, we should have an idea of like, wh- what's our starting point? Because if we don't know our starting point, how much how much water are we supposed to bring? How much food are we supposed to bring on our journey? Like, how do we prepare? So the wealth quiz is really about, the, and it's an assessment of where are you right now? So it looks at different parameters that I know uh, that come into play around your wealth. And specifically with the wealth quiz, we're looking at your relationship to money. It's not all five pillars. It's the money piece. So, for Mm -hmm. example, uh, do you find yourself that, that you have clear boundaries around money? Um, Or you constantly just, you give it to anyone at any time and you're worried when your next dollar bill is coming in. So it really is looking at patterns of behavior that are current right now. And from wherever you are, we always can build and climb from there. So it's a quick two to three minute assessment. Uh, I think there's 10 questions. It's not many, but just to establish where are you and you get graded again, we tell you, don't judge yourself with the grade mm-hmm. that you get, but it's, it's a starting point and it helps to begin to take off the blinders just by taking the test and looking at the questions. You'll start thinking, Oh, wow, well, huh? Like it, it starts to bring awareness to your patterns.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I would say, like you said, um, taking off the blinders, it's probably a very eye-opening experience. So I am looking forward to me, myself, (laughs) taking that quiz. I'm a little apprehensive about it. I'm like, oh, what am I going to find out? But I think it's very powerful. And and again, it comes and it brings us to that clarity. If we don't really know where we stand, if we don't assess where we're at, then how could we possibly know how to move forward and what we need to move forward in first, the first steps, Exactly. Right. It's a baby step. Mm. I mean, most profound things in life,
2: um, they can be just the baby step, like just deciding like right now, go to the quiz, take the quiz. It's a baby step, right? And accept a, a compliment. What's that?
0: And accept a compliment.
2: Yes. And it, how hard <laughs> is that, right? It's all around yeah. baby steps and, and we build. Right, you don't look at a at a child. I remember Maddie as as a child. She was 18 months old before she learned how to walk, and everyone's saying, "Gosh, you know, I don't know. Is she delayed. Is she?" De-? I was like, "No, she's spot on." Have you ever met a kid a kid that didn't know how to walk that didn't have like some profound challenges? Right, like every kid, they don't go off to college still trying to figure out how to walk. Give them time. Give them time. But yeah. at the same time, it's that willingness. Just take one baby step, and if you fall, you're gonna fall. You're all gonna fall. But if we're at the base of the mountain, we want to go to the peak, we got to know how much water to bring, how much food do we need, who needs to be in the group? Like, it's just a quick assessment. You are where you are, where you are, where you are, and it's perfect. It's perfect, right? It's perfect for you right here, right now. But if you desire something more, then we just need to look at where you are so that we can help you grow and rise up. Mm,
0: I love that. I love, I love that very, very much. It's perfect where you're at and. And now what? So I want to make sure I I, I clear that up with everybody again. It's www.queenofworth u e e n o f w o r t h. dot com forward slash wealth quiz w e a l t h Q-U-I-Z. So I want to make sure people know that. I also want to make sure people know your other website. It's www.drkellyshu.com. That is D-R-K-E-L-L-Y-S-C-H-U-H dot com. And so that's also going to be left in the description. So let me know, um, Dr. Kelly, let us know what else, is there any other information that you want to give the audience today? Mm, Yummy, yummy, yummy.
2: Reclaim your power. Mm. You're powerful beyond measure. And uh, I think that so many women have what I call power amnesia, hashtag power amnesia. You have forgotten how powerful you are. So take a moment maybe after listening to this and come up with 10 things. I challenge women to come up with 100 things that you love about yourself and the Mm. things that you have done. And then we build from there.
0: Oh, that is fabulous. What do you love about yourself? One of the most powerful things and things that we need to learn in this lifetime, right, is how to truly, truly love ourselves.
2: Yes. Um,
0: So cool. So powerful. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Kelly, for being on the Wellness Driven Life Show truly a gift and an honor. You have so many great things that you're providing for the world. I love the communities that you build and the information that you provide. And it's in such a beautiful way.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for putting this show together. I think it's so important uh, for our planet um, to really, and for people to really know what wellness is. So thank you for what you're doing, April, and all the experts you're bringing in.
0: Oh, thank you. That's, that's, I love doing it. I love it. So thank you so much. All right. Well, I want to say to our audience, thank you for being here. If you happen to be watching the replay, that's incredible. If you have comments, you can still leave your comments in the comment section below and we will get back to them in the future. And I want to say goodbye for now and we'll see you tomorrow.